AG1 is a comprehensive and convenient blend of over 70 high quality ingredients. And what that means is each morning when I wake up, before I do anything else, I drink AG1 to set me up for the day. It keeps me clear headed, full of energy and focused on whatever I need to do, like writing the fighting cock, for example. One scoop once a day before breakfast and that's it. I've actually found that I've not been needing coffee in the morning to get me started. I've still been drinking coffee because I love coffee, but it's not because it's like a necessity to do so. AG1 is made out of the highest quality ingredients subject to the strictest manufacturing standards. AG1 is NSF certified for sport and this process involves exhaustive testing and verification that every serving of AG1 is exactly what you see on the label. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs for your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock. That's drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock to get started. And to help the podcast. Thank you very much. Have a great day and enjoy the show. GG Poker is the biggest online poker site and they have more players than any other on the internet. Why play anywhere else? They have a wide range of games and unique features that you just can't find on any other site. GG Poker run huge tournaments with big prize pools and they hold the record for the biggest ever prize pool on an online poker tournament. There are games for all players at all skill levels, whether you're new to poker or a seasoned pro, including cash games and exciting tournaments like Bounty Hunters and Sunday Majors. GG Poker offer popular games like Texas Hold'em and Omaha to unique games like All In or Fold and Spin and Gold. New players that make their first deposit get £60 in free play, 18 plus, new UK players only, minimum deposit is £10, full terms and conditions apply, begambleaware.org and please play responsibly. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more. And Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. 
Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Clock. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Clock. It's episode 18, season 6 of the Fighting Cop podcast today. I'm joined by Ricky. Yo. We've got Alex from Bristol. Right. And a hungover felonious filth. Wagwan. How you been? I'm good. Yeah, you had an all-day session at... um at 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 the game yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All day, all day sesh, all day sesh. Um, what time do you start? Um, this well, is your ritual, isn't it? When you go, when we're playing Arsenal. Yeah, I can't watch it at home. I mean, there's gonna come, there's gonna come a point when I'll have to. But um, I like to. I feel like I can affect the game more if I'm there. But I had my first drink at about half nine. Had my last one at about nine. So the two-hour gap of the game was was a bit of a spite. Mm. Um, but no, it was yesterday. Was, was you lagging last night? Um. I don't know, I think it kind of creeps up on you. You know when you've been yeah. drinking all day yep. and you're not aware that you're fucked? Mm. It's only when I got on a trend, I thought, you know, I think I kind of overdid it there, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yesterday was good fun, their fans are weird, and I'll probably say more as the pod goes on. Okay, anyone, uh, Alex, you've been all right? Yeah, fine. Yeah, did you enjoy the first five minutes of the pod last week? Uh, no, not particularly. We got um, we, we did a competition competition for the art of football T-shirts, and um, we've had some. Well, we've had four reviews, so there's only three to give away. So we've got another week for it to run. If you want, fancy winning an art of football, there's a Kane one, uh, there's a Gaza one, and Ricky Villa. And Ricky Villa, yeah. Um, so if you want to win one of these t-shirts they come boxed in tissue paper if you don't want it yourself they make good Christmas presents Art Football doing a good job um, so yeah leave your reviews on uh, our iTunes account and and review it and give us some stars um, uh, we'll read out one from a, a lady that listens to the pod there were some good ones yeah. which uh, made me laugh and I think that's a contender so yeah. she doesn't know why she listens especially all the penis talk but somehow she keeps coming back <laughs> which is pretty much my, my record for women fucking <laughs> hell <laughs> they keep coming back um, that's not true only one uh, fuck, well, let's talk about it know, first Rick you got any stories <laughs> uh, ups and downs ups and downs will I say first off we'll start off with a down mm. uh, I was at the Leverkusen game yep um, and uh, you know, as they chatting with someone on the train on the way there, as I was like walking about, a couple of people heard my voice. 
Oh, are you you Ricky from the fire? Yeah, yeah, I am, mate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, the way back, the, the, the train was absolutely rammed, and uh, I was sitting there, and uh, some chick gets up and turns around and goes to me, "Excuse me, mate, are you Ricky?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah." Like looking next to the person, like, I know what's fucking coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go on, girl. Yeah, I am Ricky. She went. I work with your missus. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I've just got, I'm talking to her on WhatsApp, and she said I might be on the same train. You're not answering your WhatsApp. Can you get some milk on the way home? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck you, for fuck's sake. That's amazing. That is incredible. <laughs> so there's the down, and the up today, as I was walking outside of work, yeah. I found a hundred dollar bill. What? Found a hundred dollar bill on the floor, and I was like, "Yes, dollars, hundred dollar bill." Yeah. Well, the exchange rate? That's probably good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's, yeah. That, what's that worth in English pounds? Hundred. <laughs> yeah, hundred eighty now. About hundred and twenty quid. And then, and then, like that, that, that was the up. Should we go? Should we go for another down as well? Yeah, go on. What happened? Oh, I've lost the note. <laughs> you you've lost yeah, it. Yeah, I've lost it in like eight hours. How? I don't know, it's falling out my pocket. You just lost eighty quid. Yeah. Fuck's sake. Maybe How the person can... before you lost it too. You know what I mean? So it's like a cycle of uh, people yeah, losing it. it. Um, an elusive hundred dollar bill. Well, that's disgusting. You, you yeah, did ask whether or not you should hand it into reception, and, and um, everyone said, "No, nah, keep it." it. So yeah. it's probably a bit of karma for you. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely karma. All right. um... <laughs> Let's Levercast. I don't really want to talk about Levercast. And this is ages ago. And what is anyone want any any points that people want to make? Well, yeah, but it's at the end. Talk about the Arsenal game first. It's more fresh in the memory. All right, it's just the way you've written this. It's Levercast and Cubs first. Uh. <laughs> yeah, because the game came first. You, I know you're hungover, but I will not accept this sloppy. <laughs> 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 um, yeah. All right, all right. So um, uh, let's just give you overall thoughts about the the game yesterday. First off. Um, when I saw the team news, um, I was a bit like, fucking hell, where, where, where and how are we playing? I was a bit confused, and I was trying to work it out. I couldn't even quite work it out when they were playing. And then, and then uh, when they were playing, I was like, no, that, that, that sh- it can't be, it can't be, it can't be, uh, like, 3-4-3, three, three. it can't be, like, 4-2-5-1, like, just going through all these, like, um, formations in my head, and then when I saw it settle, I was like... I think to myself, if this goes wrong, right? <laughs> if we get like an absolute panning, like Potch is going to be dead by the time he leaves that stadium. Yeah. And, and when it settled down, I was like, do you know what? This this is actually working, and, and like Arsenal, like were just bewildered at the formation as much as the fan was. Yeah. Um, and I was like, this is this is working. But the, the thing is, though, you've got to have some fucking balls to change that formation. In a North London derby at their ground, and say and say to your players, like I think we'll get into it. But there, there was an article I think Dyer was saying that it, mm. it was announcing on the Saturday yeah. that that's what they were playing. Yeah, and um, three at the back, and I was just like, it's it's it's. I, I, I still can't quite believe that the boldness of that move in a derby. Like we we've seen boldness in the moves like last season. I think was it Mason came in. There was talks this this uh, for the game on Sunday that Winks might be starting. What to do? Uh, to do in it? And and th- th- you know that's bold. That's quite bold. But I mean, like the change of formation was like that's pretty big stuff. Massive. Uh, and I was like, I, I was just so nervous at that. But then once I saw the team settle down, there's a few few little you know bitty mistakes. But the thing is though, Arsenal are so good 
at attacking and what they do at pulling defenders out of line and, and you know the triangles and uh, making space for themselves and running the channels uh, you knew exactly that's what they were going to do and with a new formation whether or not it was that formation another that it, it, they still would have done the same mm. but um, we you know we completely held our own and then as the game progressed in the first half Especially, I thought we had the better chances, definitely. Yeah, I mean, just by the, the three at the back, I think over the last six games, we've struggled when teams have put it on us. Pressure, I since Man City, we've really struggled, certainly against um, uh, Leverkusen. Leverkusen. The German team. The German team. Another German team. Um, I think he, he, he might have been worried about how well Arsenal are going to press, how well they can keep the ball and create chances and at what speed they can create chances once they get the ball in the final third. And there was no issue. Uh, throughout this game, Arsenal couldn't cope with that three at the back because well, every time we lost the ball, we had an extra player to, to, to kind of find. Um, there were a couple of hairy moments, but by and large, we kind of dealt, dealt with their attack really well. And that formation, the 4-2-3-1 formation, is best negated by a three at the back. We saw that when we played Watford, um, and we probably will see that when we play Chelsea. That it's, you know, if, Unless we match their formation, it's going to be... It's, it just works better. It seems to, it seems to negate some of the th- advantages you have from playing three in the one. I think uh, against West Ham when we played them, they went three at the back. As yeah, well. yeah, that was another one. We really struggled as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was interesting. I, I was nervous when I saw it because I was I was I was I was watching the game in Brighton with, with Leroy. Leroy's about to go travelling around the world. Shout out to him. I'm gonna miss you. Um, but he he was like, do you know what? He went. He's changed the formation. Hmm. The day before the, uh, the on the game, biggest game of the season. Like you said, it could go absolutely tits up. But you know what? Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, <laughs> let's just see what happens. To be fair, I think in the first half they were really steamrolling us, and um, you know they're very they're a very good side. And I think the first half in particular showed that. I think it took us a half to to adjust. Um, you know, the goal was coming, even though the goal was controversial. Um, but I think in the second half we, we you know we weathered the storm. And I think I think pretty much everyone had a good game. I thought Ericsson had his best game in a, in a long time. He was in a free role, so less responsibility in terms of running out of position and all the rest of it. And um, well, I think we can be proud of our display and the fact that we've got Lamella, Ali, and Alderweireld well to come back. I think we can, we've got ground to be very optimistic. I, I don't think they steamrolled us in the first half. No, steamrolled us. Ericsson had a good game. I thought oh, you were pissed. <laughs> nah, I, you did. I thought I thought the first half hour. I was pleasantly surprised. I've got to be honest. I'd, I'd, I'd given up on Wednesday. I, I hadn't had a. I hadn't felt great about it all week. But um, as soon as I got into the pub to watch it, and I heard the first two Arsenal fans talking about themselves about stuff that Arsenal fans talk about, kitchen stencils for ten minutes. Two of them kitchen stencils. Oh, yeah, I saw you tweet that. Yeah. Uh, and and I, at that, that point, I was like, Do you know what? It doesn't matter what happens today. They're, they're Arsenal and we're Tottenham. But I thought the first half hour, I was pleasantly surprised. I thought we played quite well. The only time when that three at the back, I felt it, it scares me, is if you miss that tackle in the middle of the park, if Wanyama or Dembele or Dyer um, miss that little interception or miss or mistime that tackle the first time and, and someone's able to skip past one of them, mm. it does put that three un, under pressure. And you suddenly see Rose and Walker kind of scurrying to try and get back in. Maybe it looks more panicked than perhaps it actually is, but it... It is something that that worried me, but no, I thought the first half hour was great. The last fifteen minutes was was a struggle, and then they scored, and and you know I thought we, I was quite happy. I was quite disappointed with the result by the end of it. 
I saw. Uh, I read an interview with uh, with Jenis today, and he was saying that um, when he was at Spurs, he had a couple of games where where they changed the formation, and um, he was kind of quite. He I think he played um, in a four three three, and he and he wasn't particularly comfortable, and he was on the right of the three in midfield. And he was saying that normally when he get, he likes to go back and collect the ball and drive forward, but um, somebody else was doing. I think Carrick was doing was doing that job. That's because he was uh, better, right? Um, <laughs> and then also he was asked to tuck in a bit more and then do a bit of this, and he didn't know who the man he was supposed to be marking. And mm. when he got the ball, he didn't know what areas he was supposed to be attacking, and it was a bit like shit. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing here. Really, I, I know my game and I know my position, but this is a bit alien to me. So. By doing that again, going back to going with that formation mm. and the players being flexible and intelligent enough to know what they were doing and well drilled. We've got um, we've got a question from Up Up Sharks on Reddit, and he asks, um, is, "Is this just Plan C for teams like Scum, or it could could it do you think be a new formation for us?" I mean, it's good that we've got the four. Essentially, got three formations in our locker now. Mm. We've got three four three that could work against very good teams, though we didn't play that against Man City. Maybe Potts should be able to. It, it just the, the fact that he brought it out on Saturday to the players means it. He must have had some sort of brainwave. I'd, but do you not think it's something that look the last what month has been difficult? It's been frustrating. There's been a lot of dullness. It just hasn't. Something just hasn't worked. Whether mm. that's because we're trying to accommodate Ericsson or trying to do different things because Kane's not there for whatever reason, it hasn't worked. So. Him trying this formation, and I agree with Rick that it was bold and it is brave doing it in a game like this. But I think what does take the pressure off that decision is the last, particularly midweek. Whatever he's been trying to do, or whatever we've been doing, it hasn't been working. So I'd be more disappointed if we hadn't have done something different. You know, and people talk about wanting a plan B all the time, and people think of a plan B of just sticking up some an Andy Carroll-like striker for, for 20 minutes. But that isn't what a plan B is. To have a, a proper plan B is being able to actually change the way you play from front to back. And, and that's what we have now. So, yeah, I just want to go on to your point about the, the you know, a plan B of, of what people's perceptions are of plan B. And um, he's a good rapper. No, I'm only joking. <laughs> but uh, if, if people kind of like, if, if you're always, if for five, six games and you're playing and you're, you're getting draws and then you're, your kind of your plan B is to swap Lamella on the right wing instead on the left wing, yeah. and oh yeah, that that's our plan B. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but we we've seen the four two three one. We've seen the is it the four one four one and the the false nine where Son, Son uh, has been has been shining, and that's gone maybe a little bit stale. People have worked out, um, and then changing to this formation as well. That's three different formation changes where we've been where in all games we've been you know been, been quite playing quite well. I think it was telling that they brought on um, Giroud late on and they were playing it long term a lot of the time. That's not how Arsenal play and it showed how much, how much they were rattled that um, mm. they had to bring him on. But to be fair, I was scared every time the ball came near him because from where I was sat, it, we looked quite vulnerable and set pieces defending them. But, I mean, ultimately we rode the storm. Um, I think Wenger fucked up when he took Cochrane off. I don't, know if, yeah, I don't know if he's carrying an injury or whatnot, but they just kept became soft. Did Ramsey come on for Cochrane? Yeah, he did, didn't he? Yeah. Ramsey. The difference is Ramsey plays for himself. That's the difference. I think Ramsey and Oxley Champion are pretty poor subs. Oh, mate, Oxley Champion probably had the worst game any professional footballer could have. He was fucking terrible. Mm. Um, good. Uh, Dyer did a good interview in Ham and High. Um, it was part of the press conference, I think. Um, and it, you just, I read it, 
And more or less, I mean, it was it was interesting what you were talking about and changing the formation and when po- Pochettino brought that in and how quickly they had to adapt. Um, but again, he's kind of reaction to the criticism. He doesn't like, you know, you, Alex, before we started recording, you were talking about what he said after the we beat Man City last year and he just said... I'd heard some things, heard people saying things about Tottenham, I don't like it, and none of the other boys do either. Yeah, yeah and it makes me erect. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's lovely. And, and what's great about Dyer is he doesn't, he doesn't seem to straight about anything, but he doesn't say anything that's controversial. He just, he just, he just does a hint. And you can't, yeah, he does, yeah. He, he does play it what he wants. Cause, but the good thing about Dyer is he doesn't do it the other way either. When he's talking about things or he's being quite self deprecating so at the start of the season there was an interview I can't remember I might have been BT Sport it might have been Sky I can't remember what game it was um, where he's talking about you know what my, you know, I'm not happy with my form this mm. year either so he can do it the other way when you know about himself as well as just the team and, and things that would be fan friendly and yeah. you know, in inverted commas yeah just, but I just love the way how, how straight talking he was and, and um, it, it's just refreshing and the, there's still there's, there's physical still in our team you know we've got Sissoko Wanyama you've got big players in there uh, but Dyer's mentally you can see he's mentally strong hmm. even when he lost it against Chelsea you kind of felt he was in control he was intentionally doing everything that he, he, he did on that, on that night glorious night yeah it was amazing the, thing, the other good thing with the interview as Phil I've kind of alluded to was um, was a team spirit we had in the self-belief because over the last three four games we've not had very good results and obviously would have got got into the team's minds a bit and in the interview you kind of suggested you know what that you know we're not in a crisis we're still confident in what we do we're still confident in our own ability and we're there for each other and um the change in formation yesterday i mean i think you know talk about the genius interview we didn't know where it was going the fact that everyone looked out for each other in that formation there's a lot of talking on the pitch as well yesterday and that's a good sign of where our team's going it's it's such a great point when you talk about about team spirit and I think after the last couple of games where I don't think anyone was questioning it but but, you know when you have a few bad results particularly Wednesday night that was was so abject it's it's difficult to it's difficult to be positive but one thing I say after watch when you listen and watch uh, Arsenal fans talking about the game afterwards as I had to afterwards they talk they were talking about the fact of Harry Kane always fucking turns up for them against us. Who fucking turns up for us? Right? And then they were talking about fucking walking up to here with no songs. This is North London Derby. This is the biggest game. No songs. I was trying my hardest to get songs going for that game. You know, I, I don't see... Where's the passion? Where's the connection? I don't feel it. And, and what I was talking to a couple of them about afterwards was... I said to one of them, would you swap top four, for example, or top two even... Mm. For having some atmosphere where you go to the games like this and you know that today's going to be, it's going to be hot. It's going to be loud. It's going to be aggressive. It's going to be a not very nice atmosphere in terms of unpleasant, not yeah. not uh, not loud, but unpleasant. Yeah. And feel that you have a connection with with the players. It actually means something. Mm. And they didn't quite know how to answer because they automatically revert back to going, well, yeah, but you know we've won a couple of FA Cups. You know we're we're going to be tight for the league. Yeah, it's because they don't understand. That's what I mean. They don't and they don't get it. So when I said to them, you know, if we'd have lost today, yeah, it would have been horrible. But we'd have been over it in a couple of weeks because we'd have had a game at Wild Lane where against a mid-table team where the atmosphere would have been half decent because we have that connection now mm. with players that we actually give a toss about and who it seems and I and I think give a toss about us 
not all of them, I but, but there's a. But I there's agree a, with everything you said, apart from. The well, I think there's. I think there's a core of ones yeah. that do. Certainly more. Um, certainly more so yeah, than, than, than we've in, had before for in a long time. And, and they didn't know how to answer that, and and I think that's what makes a difference. And like I said, it was something that that I mentioned before, and I mentioned before every Arsenal game. Maybe it's some of its self-preservation, but you know, look, we're Tottenham Hotspur, and they're Arsenal. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. if yeah, we said it on the pod. They yeah, can't. It's, it doesn't. We, they can't win. It's, they can't win. Exactly. We can't lose. And it's it's just something that was very very evident to me after after that game. Yeah. Tell you what, I found really really weird was um, there's a lot of their fans who cycle to the games. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, so you're walking up the stage. <laughs> So How many? <laughs> How many? Are you talking the thousands? Oh, must be at least. Well, I saw at least five or at least ten, ten to fifteen bikes. I saw people, people on their bikes. <laughs> you know when you, me. you know, oh, almost sick. You know when you strap um, your the trouser leg around the ankles, it doesn't get caught. In oh, the, little clips. Yeah, they're, they're, oh, they're, they're, they're little clips. Well, they're one of the game with bicycle clips. Oh well, yeah, because obviously going, going to go on their bikes is so it's, oh, it's so weird. They're, they're <laughs> have a little la- latte holder as well. Yeah. They are a weird, weird football club. I think who tweeted it? So I don't want to take the glory, but I'm sorry, I can't remember. I can't remember who it was. I, I saw it on Sunday, and, and they, they saw some tweets talking about. Um, I can't remember um, the, the size of the stadium, the new Spurs stadium. Mm. It's going to be sixty-one thousand. And there's his sixty thousand four hundred, something like that. Yeah. And he, and one of them said, actually said, yes, they might have six hundred more seats, but we've got the widest, comfiest seats in Europe. But that's, but it matters to them. <laughs> what even it, if they had fifty thousand, it would matter more to them than it does to us. Yeah, it's it's not. Oh, we're, gonna, we're going over old ground, but it, it, they. They have nothing else to hold on to apart from what happens on their football pitch. They're, re- they're massive. I mean, I know. I know Tell us something else I said. Like, wait, what else did you notice? It was weird. Um, well, I was sat near Ty from Arsenal Fan TV, oh, yeah. and mm. um, I put a picture. It said nonsense. I felt quite guilty. You know, he was drunk. Yeah, but I, put, I must put Snapchat as a caption nonce pointing to him, and I thought he's actually, you know, he's actually not a bad person. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why he sits near the away fans. I presume he's got a season ticket, mm. and he was sat. Well, probably about. Did he get a bit he does it at White Lane as well. He, he, got, he got bits. He got bits of it. I wouldn't say it was. Um, what, could, were they, what were they showing? Yeah, just you know, you're a cunt. All the rest of it. Nothing really creative. But mm. um, justified. And their fans are they're, they're a massive social media club. A lot of their fans, you know, taking selfies throughout the game. I mean, we all take the odd picture at a game. But one of them was taking was like filming our crowd all the way through. There's almost. people that vlog through it. Like they've yeah. got like a GoPro that is attached to it. It's just on them for the whole game. Yeah, and um, yeah. So we're on, we're on the train on the way for, on the way there, and you know we're singing our songs. They're just sitting there looking into space as if you know. I mean, we're not gonna. It would be nice if it gave me a little little clamp, but yeah, a couple, you know, no, it's just nothing, nothing like nothing life range, just a yeah, little, yeah, nothing, a little nothing, slap nothing, around the face. But that's, but that's but you're right though. But that's that's no what worry. it boils down to, isn't it? Is the fact of would you, if that is what, say you had to choose between success in inverted commas of, I mean, have they had success? I don't think they have. But in terms of recent, to end up with that type of match day going experience. <laughs> Compared to what we have, it's, you wouldn't swap it, would I you? I think we'll have the same when we got our new stadium. Oh, in, terms of, ter- in terms of home games, I don't think we're going to be. I don't think it's going to be the cauldron it is now when mm. we when they come to our place. Hopefully, hopefully it will remain. But I hope so. Yeah. I, I, I really do. But you, there, there's very few grounds in the world that have a really great atmosphere and are huge. Uh, Dortmund, obviously, being the obvious one. Many German clubs. What's, the, what's the capacity there? Is it about forty? Dortmund. Yeah, no, eighty. Bigger than that. Yeah. Yeah, eighty. Yeah, the one that ends is like. 23,000 oh, okay um, yeah it's fucking huge ground did you go? I don't know no, 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 no it's just us that yeah. crushed yeah it was horrible 
Um, what do you think of Son? Should he, you know when he went through check slipped and he was never going to get to that ball. Uh, he, what, he, what he didn't stop. He, was break- fu- he could have got to that ball. That's fucking nonsense. He bitched out of it. He could have got to that ball. I, I, easily. I think he should have gone through check. God, yeah. Ricky Parlin. No, I think he should have gone through. Yeah, I'm not saying, but I don't think he was ever really. Of course, cr- he was. What, so what he slowed. He, he literally almost went around the side of him. Honestly, it was uh, d- disgusting. I've never ever been embarrassed by. I suppose that embarrassed me. Well, yeah, you called him a bitch on social media. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah I'd do it again now. Would you? Mm. Go on, <laughs> then. He was here. Go on, bitch. Get your phone, little bitch. No, get your phone. Well, at him. Yeah, yeah. No, no, <laughs> no, 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 do you think he was going to bounce the social peer pressure then? Of course he would. Well, of course I would, yeah. Stupid question. What are you going to do it? Yeah. <laughs> That's Go good to know. I've only seen the game. I've only seen the game live. I've not watched it again. And um, that was at our end when um, he was approaching Czech. It looked to me that he took his eye off the ball and didn't see Czech slip until it was two. There was a split second oh. where where um, he because I think he's looking around to see if anyone else is pressing, and he sees Czech slip, but then he kind of. Does a little start step, but it just looked. That's not where he gave it up, though. Where he gave it up was as Czech goes to ground to slide. No, that's, no, no. Czech slipped. Yeah, no, but as Czech goes to kick the ball, when he gets to the ball, I mean, yeah. as he's lower, getting lower towards the ground, that's when he bottles it. And you, you literally no, see him taking a, a step. Fo- if no, someone's kicking a football, you do kind of stop. That's just momentum. No, if, if I'm not defending that ball's there to I'm be. Not, I'm not defending. Well, I'm, I'm saying what happened. I'm like saying what actually happened. That, that ball is there, was there to be won. I'm stating what actually if, happened. If you watch it back, you you literally see him take a little side. I'm not step. watching it ever again. <laughs> Fuck you, Al. my memory. My memory of that game is my memory. That's the only I was pure. Not of a time. Because I didn't, I didn't see it again. Yeah. It was only when I watched it back again. But it was, it was bad. But speaking of Son, um, he, had, he had a mixed game. Hmm. But I think the team we had out yesterday wasn't a very brave team. I think Ericsson and Son in particular, you know, they're known for bottling out of chances. They did that quite a lot yesterday. But a positive about Son was he went on this long, mazy run, <laughs> and I think Bellerin comes in with a challenge. And I think at that point, the penny dropped. That we've got a run at them, and a minute later, Dembélé does a run, and we, and we win the penalty. In the first in the first half, uh, Son, I think it was uh, Mustafi, like com- like just absolutely ran at him, went past him, uh, put the ball in. Oh, little turn. There was a couple of times where Son had the ball mm. uh, and he ran da- on, on either flank, um, uh, and he went at the Arsenal defence. And I thought that was kind of a bit more of a, a, a brightened Son, and also. Uh, with Ericsson <clears throat> I know maybe he's lacking in confidence I, I don't know but there was a, a shot that he had that um, you know I don't think it was ever going in um, but it was it was the fact that he was that far out and he thought do you know what I'm going to fucking have a ping here mm. um, and Ericsson of the last five six games whatever he, w- he wouldn't have had the confidence to just fucking have a just twat the ball and, it, and it, in that game he did so I don't know how do we think Kane played did he look fit no, he looked off the pace. Yeah, yeah, he didn't. He, he didn't look fit. Um, but I think there was a kind of mental edge to. Yeah, him. Terrified of him. Yeah, massively, yeah. man. Yeah, Koscielny is doesn't know what to do. He, he is He's such a weird player. Koscielny, is, yeah. according to Arsenal fans, and they're obviously biased, and some somebody other fans of other clubs have got mm. a Brentford fan upstairs, QPR. They all rate Koscielny very highly. I, I, I rate him as he's a, you know, a very good defender. No, no, very good defender. But against Tottenham, he just <laughs> he makes very, very strange decisions. The, the penalty, for example, that ball was there to be won from Dembele quite easily. Dem, Dembele, it was a penalty. It was it was nailed on penalty. Yeah. But it was 
that, the, the, the opportunity for him to win a ball as, as a defender of you stepping across an attacker was there for about a second, a second and a half before mm. he actually did it. And it just seems... He does that... As, as balls come into someone's feet, say a ball comes into Kane's feet... 10 yards outside the area you see him nip in and take those challenges and stuff but it just seems to panic when he gets to the edge of the box and I think I think you're right with Kane he does have a mental edge over him because he was very very off the pace a couple of misplaced touches which is what you'd expect after was it seven weeks out mm. I think now I just think it was when he was selected it was just a, a mental boost like when I heard the day before that it's likely that he would start I was I suddenly my whole hmm. feeling towards the game because I was I was I wasn't nervous I just wasn't optimistic I kind of I didn't know what was, what was going to happen and when as soon as Kane I knew that he wouldn't be fit I knew he'd only play a proportion of the game but he uh, yeah he, uh, I think he, sh- he he struck the fear of God in them because no, I mean, they're weak mentally well massively the thing of because um, Chelsea all played brilliantly for 89 minutes and just make and just do a complete brain fart mm. and as you guys said I think Kane's presence even in the squad because we've often said, you know, when Lamella presses, all his teammates press. And Kane, even though he was 100% fit, kept pressing him, kept forcing him into mistakes. And um, I think, you know, I think, I think it's good having a talisman like that in your squad. Yeah, absolutely. And having him fit. Anyone, anyone wants to laugh, go, go, and, um, go and look at the Red Action Arsenal uh, AFC Twitter account. Because one thing, I, I retweeted it yesterday, but it says, like, after we scored... The response was, you've only won once at our stadium in the last 23 years, so pipe down, you cunt. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know you've got me. Like that, you don't bite like that. No, yeah. no, Nothing comes from being angry on yeah. Twitter, right? It's, it's just glorious. I fucking loved it. And, and when you realise that this, whoever runs this thing is a very angry, angry person. You see him flipping out every now and then. And, um, and, and actually, just looking at this picture... Uh, they made a joke of um, you know the the minute silence for Armistice Day. Yes. Yeah, they they took a steal of of that and made a joke out of it. So uh, you know, cunts yeah, basically. Um, anyway, yeah. So yeah, Dembele. We've got to talk about Dembele. Best man on the park again. The most, I can't the most say again. Im- the most best 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 man. What? I don't think he's had a good season. So sorry, far. what? Sorry, what? Twenty nine games. He started for Spurs. We haven't lost one of them. That's true, but he's not. Had a, he's not had a good season so far. No, that, was a, that, think, was, that was a return to form for him. But you're right; he was very, very good. He, yes, on um, he kind of went about it without. I didn't come away from the game thinking, "Oh my god, Dembele was fucking amazing today," but he. I don't know whether that's part of it is the, just his form's been so good that you come to expect it. Like for the penalty, for example, where he's literally he's he's won the ball. Done his little turn that he does, where he backs his ass into someone, turns it round, and 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 goes at someone, and goes past two, and then makes a foul. But he was, um, he, I thought he was great without being amazing. What? Who? Dembele. Yeah, I wasn't listening. I was reading my phone when you were speaking. But what? Get your fucking phone down. I'm looking at the running order, bitch. It's a fucking bully. Um, <laughs> is uh, anyone else going to stand for this bullying, or is it just? <laughs> Well, you're, you're the one being bullied. Yeah, I know, but that's why I'm looking they're, at Rick saying, Are you going to stand no, for him bullying me? Alex, like the rules of bullying. No, no, I'm not talking to you, I'm talking to Rick. <laughs> no, Alex, no, no. sort this out. <laughs> Alex, the rules of bullying is that everyone sticks with the bullies, and the one that gets bullied it ends up everyone bullying them. That's, that's the way it works. I've got you back out. Oh, right. cheers, mate. We'll see. Go on, see what you're going to say. We'll see. Um, a lot has been made about. No, hang on a second. Dembele, that's fucking ridiculous. He was quality all game. He didn't lose I don't know whether he was amazing all game. I he thought he was, I thought he was good. He was yeah, but, but that's why he shouldn't be losing the ball. He's a midfielder. He's a top quality midfielder he player. He did not lose the ball. Midfielder player? Yeah. He, he, he controlled the game. They couldn't get near him. They couldn't get. Every time the ball 
got to him. You see the players surge forward because they know he's not going to lose it. He found pace consistently. He won the penalty with a brilliant dribble. If you want more than that, well, uh, then then you. I, I thought he was very very good, but not not brilliant. I'm not saying he shouldn't have been man of match. He should have been, but he wasn't amazing. For me, That's not the best, best Dembele I've seen. It's his best game in the world. Best game. Oh yeah, season. of course, it is, because he's not been fit, is he? And he's just coming back into it. But go on, right. a, a lot's been made about this kind of uh, transition of from going into defence into attack and while we've been drawing and not scoring and all these other things and when Dembele is deep and collects the ball and he drives forward and he's that that, that link between uh, midfield and our attackers um, and then people go to Dembele he gets players on him and he's so fucking strong and then he just pings the ball and then he's taking players out of the game and even when he's played further forward he does exactly the same just further up yeah. and, mm-hmm. and it's just like trying to get the ball off him his upper body strength is I've never seen anything like it and he's so skillful um, that wherever he plays if he is in that certain deeper position or he is f- further that players ha- they're kind of magnetised to him they have to try and get the ball and they can't and then once that's happened the space opens up and we've been missing that mm-hmm. massively and and for me like I don't know I just I, I just maybe take that for granted that a player that can and affect a game by doing that and I think that oh it's Dembele you know he's not known for his range of passing or this yeah exactly so how can you know Wanyama can fill in and do that job that he does but then you think about it and you see that performance and there's other performances and you just think Wanyama does it this is fucking Wanyama does it better than Dyer does yeah he kind of been able to juggle both roles but no one no, in, no, it's no, one, no it's, one in the Premier League can do what he does. The, the change is amazing, isn't it? It's, it's ridiculous oh. the change he's gone through. The issue with those two in defensive midfield is that there's none, none of them can pass the ball more than ten yards, mm. so we don't often switch play. There are times when Danny Rose is wide open mm. on the flank, yeah, and a lot of people weren't seeing him and they're bringing them up. I mean, they did well yesterday, but I think ultimately Dar will get his place back in defensive midfield, and I guess. Be next to Dembele and Ranyama, maybe the one who misses out. Just think that um, there's <clears> options, though, isn't it? No, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. And lots of games, Liverpool don't get out, knocked out in the Champions League. Uh, just a quick thing on Wembley. I, I, I went there because I missed the first game because I got stuck in France. But I, I went, and I'm never going back. I'm never ever going back to Wembley ever again unless we get there legitimately. I yeah. hated, it. I hated it. I was walking to the stadium. I was quite excited. I didn't know what to expect. And I, I was sitting there and I was thinking, I'm walking to a stadium where we're about to play a home game in inverted commas. There's nothing to do with us. I mean, they've done their best to put shit up and make <laughs> it look Spurs. But you still go in there and there's 90,000 red seats. And I'm not saying they should change the seats. I'm not saying that... They, that was a tiny symptom to my overall feeling of the whole thing, which was just... Actually, I, I, it wasn't even me. It was, it was actually, I was a little bit kind of I pissed off. Yeah. I got out of there and thought, I'm never going back in there again. And, and I get why you why you felt like that. I think the first game against Monaco, I think the novelty factor. Buddy and I were sat there and we talk about it in the, when we walked in and seeing how that many Spurs fans around. And you know, and I'll admit, you know, I, I actually was pretty excited that first five ten minutes. I was I thought, there was a, there was a novelty element of it. Yeah. And I can see what you're saying. What I feel is a little unfair. Not unfair is probably a strong word, but like you say, the club have made some efforts to try and 
to try and do stuff Spurs about it. To try, yeah, exactly. And I think you know, even going down to things in the treatment room. I mean, on the Spurs Snapchat, for example, where they put like you know wall bits over it. It's got people pictures of Graham Roberts lifting cups and that type of stuff along that. Which I think is not something that they they, they don't have to do any do you of think that, that they stuff. Got, they, they went to that lengths because they knew they were t- taking away our advantage. That was my other thing. That, that Perhaps on the pitch they were taking away our advantage. Spiritually, they were taking away our advantage. And the thing I'm most bitter about is the fact that we'll never see a European night at White Lane. But that, that's, which I all agree with everything you've said, but I, I, probably one thing I need to clear up is, is that we couldn't have played our games at White Hart Lane. That's the impression I'm under for the Champions well, League. The, I'm capacity, assuming, the yeah. capacity is further reduced. Yeah, the that's what I'm assuming that we I think just Richie couldn't. Got well, moved. I, I think Ricky got moved... In European games, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. That's right. Is that is that true? I I was under. Well, no, I was under the impression that there had to be a certain limit for Champions League games after you've already played us. If if your stadium is being decreased, if your stadium is of a certain level from origin, then it's taken as an individual basis. I thought that if your stadium was of a certain level and then it's reduced in a certain period of time, yeah, then you have to play somewhere else right that, I, that was my understanding I might be wrong so I'm sure someone would tell us I didn't know that and if that's the case then fair enough we, but then saying that with Wembley where else like I said if, and then and in that case that's why I'm alright with, with Wembley because the only other option that seemed to be viable at the time that they were talking about was, was MK Dons which I, I wouldn't have put up with so see, just come up to you in two seconds but I my feeling was that it was like if that is true then fair enough I might be wrong yeah. alright but it, it, then, then, then fair enough but I, I felt I was sitting there I was thinking this is just a cash grab this is they, again they've, they've, they've taken away our chances to to, to, to see White Hart Lane ho, house ho, home host, host uh, European football for um, uh, another season under the lights we'll never see that again mm. um, and uh uh, it was just um, uh, yeah there was just it just felt like uh, this is an opportunity to get loads of money from loads of people and the atmosphere was fucking pony it was mm. terrible and I know from talking to someone in the office there was tons of fans up there that had just come for a day out oh yeah and that and was the same at, that was the same at Monaco anyway look, I, don't, I don't want to put it because I'm quite positive about Spurs at the moment go on no yeah. sorry mate I've got to move on <laughs> alright so we've got uh, Windy yep now Go on, Wendy. Go on, son. Oh, we've got, uh, what was it, Football Ramble? What? Football, no, Football Weekly. Football Weekly. Ian McIntosh gave him a shout-out on, uh, on the Football Weekly podcast. That's it, he's made it. That's it, it's done. Right, he's done. done. We're going to lose him forever. See you later, mate. Don't forget us. Half-time. Oh, yeah. I've been waiting for a way to get him out anyway, so <laughs> this, this could work playing to our hands, lads. Yeah. yeah. Wendy, about to drop the fucking knowledge, blood. I see you, I've got your back. Yeah. Hi, this is Windy, back with the weekly youth update, looking at our young players and players out on loan. Starting off the loanees, Philippe Lesniak was once again not involved for Slovan Liberec this week in either of their matches. Federico Fazio played 90 minutes for AS Roma in their 3-0 win against Bologna. Nabil Benteleb scored again for FC Schalke. That was his fifth goal in five matches. They beat Werder Bremen 3-1. Will Miller was an unused sub for Burton Albion and then they'll draw with Barnsley. Nathan Ottawa missed out once again for Peterborough United, but Luke McGee did play for them in their 2-1 win against Chesham. And Clinton and G, or Clinton and Jai, however you want to pronounce it, played 90 minutes in Marseille 3-1 defeat at Montpellier. Moving on to the youth teams, the under-18s won 1-0 against Fulham through a Sam Shishua penalty. John McDermott said after the match, I was delighted for those boys who played against Bayer Leverkusen less than 72 hours ago. 
Dylan Duncan's work rate was outstanding. Jaffet Tanganga grew into the game, and Samuel Shishua and Keenan Bennett both showed an excellent mentality, so I was pleased with them. That match he referred to was the under-19 UEFA Youth League match, and we beat Bayern Leverkusen 2-1. We scored through an own goal after Anton Walks' shot was deflected in, and then Shana Harrison scored the second after Bayer had had a player sent off, the same one that scored the own goal. McDermott said after that one, I've got to admit, when we played Leverkusen away from home, I was a little bit embarrassed. I didn't think we represented the academy or even English football very well, but today I thought we flipped it around, we were much, much better, and I was very proud of the effort and the quality that we showed at times. It was an interesting starting eleven for that game, with uh, under-16 player Oliver Skip coming in and playing the holding role in a 4-1-4-1. I was pleased to see him rewarded for good performances for the under-18s. The under-23s don't play again until the game against Arsenal on the 18th, and the only other bit of youth news to bring you really is that Cameron Carter-Vickers has been named in the senior USA squad uh, for the first time. They play FIFA World Cup qualifiers against Mexico and Costa Rica this month. OK, so earlier on today I put a call out on Twitter for questions, and I've had loads back, so I think what I'll do is work through some of them now and then come back to some of them next week. Uh, but I've not read these yet, so bear with me. First up, playing for 90 says, would Harry Winks and Josh Onoma benefit from January loans purely in terms of their development? Um, good question. I listened I listened to the podcast last week and the conversation the guys had about Onoma in particular. Um, personally, I think Onoma is a much better player than we've seen for the first team. And I do understand when fans sort of say, well, we've not seen him play well yet for the first team, so, you know, he's rubbish or he's never going to be good enough. But... I don't think it quite works like that. I mean, obviously, you'll get some players who who do really well at the under-18 or under-21 level and then never make that step up. There are countless players who've done that. But equally, um, I do think you get a good perspective on how good a player is when he's up against players of his own age and size and physique. Um, and Onoma wasn't someone who just bullied players because he was he was taller than them. He was technically superior to the majority of those he came up against. And he did stand out at both under-18 and under-21 levels. So there's a lot more to come from him. I've said it time and time again, but he's really a central midfield player. He sees himself uh, best as number 10. I see him as a number 8. He sometimes played deeper for England and also for Spurs. So he's played in a number of roles. He's not a winger. You can see why Pochettino is bringing him in on the wing because there's less responsibility. It's easier for him to become accustomed to Premier League or first team football Uh, but long term he's certainly a central player I just hope we get a good FA Cup draw against an easier side so that Onoma can get another start and hopefully right some of the wrongs of that Liverpool game Um, Alex from Bristol says why won't you accept that Anton Walks is better than Marcus Edwards Uh, not even going to justify that with a response Freud Lachenko says, what's the weirdest question you've received from a parent whilst watching their children? Uh, I I can't answer that without incriminating myself, so I'll plead the fifth. Um, Schrodinger's Taint says, Sean Tracy came in with more than the amount of fanfare usually reserved for a youth player. How's he doing? Uh, I'm not sure that's quite true. I mean, there was a lot of noise about the Shiloh Tracy signing. I think... I don't know, maybe maybe because we hadn't signed too many players, there was some excitement there, but I don't think he was ever really seen as a first, or shouldn't have been seen as a first team signing, and really he was one for the for the youth squads. And he initially did very well, I thought. I liked him at right back. Um, then he, he kind of dipped, and he had some poor games. 
And he seems to be having a bit of a resurgence again now and doing okay. The thing is, he's not really played with players of this quality before. So it's going to take some time for him to adjust. Um, and hopefully by the end of the season, he'll be a, a competent under-23s player. And we'll see what next season brings. Last one before I wrap it up for this week. Uh, Davy Shambles says, Do you think Harry Winks is capable of playing further forward in the Ericsson role? The simple answer is I think Winks could play that role. But I don't think you'd be maximising what you get with Harry Winks. He's, I think I said before that he's a player who, who play makes from, from defence, basically, and, and moves forward as, as a, a, a move progresses. And I think he's someone who you, you get a lot of his best play in his own half. So playing in the Eriksson role would waste a lot of what he's good at, which is picking the ball up off the centre-back, showing confidence in those areas and driving play forward and playing lots of vertical passes which Pochettino loves so I think he could play that role but I don't think you get the best out of him okay that's it for this week I will stop there and um, I'll pick up some of the other questions next week but as ever if you're interested in more young players follow me on Twitter at Windy Coys that's Coys for Come On You Spurs careful so Rick uh, second half of Fighting Club podcast we were just in the middle of a conversation uh, where, with, with Alex and apparently he used to play rugby in glasses yeah but if you, I couldn't wear contact lenses then so if, if did you overplay rugby not being able to see and like shorts like short sighted but, but, so, but were they like in Gaddafi's glasses when they no, go around I did have some of those I used to play football and there's a pair called Adidas Evil Eyewear they were called and people used to say oh Mark Davids yeah, but but no, in rugby you, you you've got to wear them. So if you're in the scrum, you've got to be careful, lads. <laughs> you're bending the handle. You're sure, there was a lad. There was a lad called Chris Bateman, right? Who was a was a was a mountain of a man. Yeah. Uh, and um, I used to just run behind him. <laughs> so he would he would like genuinely would walk. People would be hanging off his neck, like off his shoulders and stuff, trying to bring him down. He'd just walk with like four people still on him, and I'd just hang around him, play on the wing. Down the edge. Did you ever break any of your glasses? Yes. Yeah, okay, brilliant. Yeah. Lucky you were, uh, you work in the industry. Well, not then. Not then. <laughs> not 15. Was it because of that you just became attached to them so much? <laughs> well, I thought, yeah, do you know what? I'll be an optician. <laughs> fuck, fuck them. I'll have glasses whenever I want. They can break it whenever. <laughs> uh, shout out to Ricky's boss, who, who you're, you're currently in the process of indoctrinating him. Yeah, I am, yeah, very much so. What's his name? Uh, Chris. Chris, and he listens to the pod? He listens to the it's pod. Not Chris yeah. Bateman, is it? No, it's not Chris Bateman. No, he. Uh, <laughs> It kind of uh, doesn't really have, doesn't doesn't really have a club, and so I've I've uh, been pushing Tottenham on him, and uh, we 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 chat about Tottenham, and I know he looks out for the results and yeah. stuff like that. And a couple of times we've been chatting, I've heard him drop the wee. When talking we, about yeah, Tottenham, I know he's there. Yeah, he's yeah, there. Yeah. He's there. And you're just like, it's good. It's good. Do you I love can, it. I, can I, I ask a quick it. question? Good, I know it's not. Good do, work, do your partner support, does does your partner support Tottenham? Or do they want them to win when they're playing? Yeah, 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 yeah. They, they, uh, like my missus, um, you know, if push come to shove, I think she would say, yeah, I suppose I support Tottenham. Uh, but she, but she would. Um, she always looks out for the results and see what mood I'm going to be in when I get in. Yeah, see, mine tripped me. Look, see, when we first met, she was like, "Oh, I'm Liverpool." Yeah, Liverpool fan. So she she got over that first line, mistake. But, there, yeah, well, she got over it straight away. And I remember I was going to this pub in in Rains Park, right. When Tottenham played Liverpool and we beat him two 0 Van der Vaart, and uh, she was like, "Ah, oh, damn!" Like you know when we beat him. Yeah. <laughs> then when we moved in together, she was like, "You watch a lot of football." Then like, "Yeah, that's just what happens." And now she just hates it. Yeah, but that's she hates football. It's because you get so angry. 
Yeah, but not. Yeah, but only it's only like you're a trading because you lash out. Well, that's part of it. But now I feel cheated now because mm. I thought I had a missus that like football that I could get involved with. But now My, she only wants something to win. You're right, so that yeah. I don't come home thinking. Which is you fair. Know, you're, you're you're bringing bad energy into the household. Yeah, but this this. I my, my missus from the West Country and obviously there's no they got a West Country yeah in Devizes uh, which is in the centre of Wiltshire and the nearest club is Swindon yeah, which is did like, you, wait did you just hear a little twang what did you hear a little twang in his voice Rick Wiltshire centre Wiltshire uh, hello uh, that wasn't there yeah you it did I'll send back really yeah. shit <laughs> you're uh, sick mate uh, what were you going to say then I was going to say that there's, 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 there's fucking hell really uh, yeah. fuck, uh, <laughs> What did you say? <laughs> Made me sick. Made me sick. Wiltshire. Anyway, it was uh, 40 minutes to the nearest club, Swindon, and 40 minutes to Bristol. So the, the, those are the two nearest clubs. There was nothing else. And uh, yeah, I've managed to kind of indoctrinate her. I think it's, um, she knows it, it puts me in a bad mood. So it's kind of probably the fear rather than yeah. you know, actually loving Spurs. But the, yeah, the uh, um, uh, uh, two kids I've managed to. Actually, the little girl watches. But the little boy's not interested. He's more interested in tractors and farming and that, which just seems to be Good. the case with Wiltshire and, uh, and West Country folk. Mm. Sawn off shotguns. Uh, wicker man. Mm. Hay jumping. Uh, hay jumping. What the fuck is that? When you jump off hay. Yeah, tipping cows. That doesn't happen. And uh, yeah, that's and uh, driving tractors about. That's that's. See, you love cows. hay jumping. Hay jumping is mental shit. I think with my hay fever and dust allergies, I think I'd go down very well. It'd swell up like a balloon. Exactly. Right. You could watch like in, a, in one of them big diving suits. In the first half of the podcast, I mentioned uh, the reviews. So obviously, if you want to win an art of football a t-shirt, we'll send it to you. It comes again packaged in nice little uh, tissue paper box. Give it away at Christmas or wear it yourself. Um, so this was the the, the couple of reviews we've had so. Far. Um, one was from Makes Me Grateful uh, for fo- Female Football Podcasts, which I read and I was like, oh God, we're going to get an, an absolute shoe in here. As a 21 year old female listener of the pod, I find myself learning about great Spurs history before my time while also deciding who I'd like to sleep with most. Well, out of us? I don't think it was about us. I think the more uh, football, I think she's being sarcastic. At 21 because I'm the youngest so. the discussion of genitalia is almost enough to stop me listening and yet each week I'm checking when the next one is uploaded I think I might be addicted for all the wrong reasons although it definitely helps in a therapeutic sense when recovering from a Spurs loss and provides someone to celebrate the occasion with that's nice that is nice that's what's her name what's her name she's just done as B coys B double E coys B because like Beatrice yeah, yeah um, nice. and what was the other one I Going straight on Twitter <laughs> Find follow. Her, follow. Follow. <laughs> Here's your t-shirt. Can I have a snap? Make sure the t-shirt's wet. Is the reason why she she likes Jesus. female football podcasts? Yeah, yeah. You scumbag. I am a scumbag. Well, I, did, I, I did enjoy it. Be coys. Um, oh, fuck. Well, there was another one. There was what was the other funny one? Don't know. It doesn't matter. Uh, uh, very easy to tell them all apart. What with their speech impediments, so I quite like that. Is that because people keep saying that I can't say th? That is in the. You should just be happy that people are noticing you're on the pod. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking specky <prick>. Sorry, Rick. <laughs> Rick. Ricky just went, yeah. <laughs> anyway, more of those reviews, and next week we'll reveal the winners. Um, you have to send us. If you win, be coy, you'll have to send us your address. So, uh, yeah. Hand deliver. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I have no idea what that means, and I've. 
put away the running order. Give me two seconds. Right, so Chris, Chris Chapman on Facebook says, how uh, has Alex recovered from snake trauma? Oh, Planet fuck Earth me. Last night? Planet Earth last night was... That was far more tense than the North London Derby. Mm. Have you seen it? No. It's only a couple it's of basically some iguanas. iguanas. Yeah, but it's some lizards being chased, like a pack of snakes. I thought it would be like one snake looking for an iguana to chase and eat. Mm. These baby iguanas, they hatch, right? They come out through the sand... And then they've got to try and get the high ground. And it's not just one snake after them. Fucking hundreds of the cunts. So they, and they come out from rocks, like from the side. Like, like velociraptors. From everywhere. And, they, they yeah. are snakes and then they chase them. And the, the, the lizards had to run like fuck to get it. Honestly, it was, it was stressful. I was sweating. How many bit the bullet? Lizards? No, I don't know. Because they only show bits of it. But, you know, like, I love all animals. But snakes. Them snakes. They can fuck off. I've got a couple of lizards myself. And uh... Would you uh, would you burn one of them snakes? No. What the fuck is wrong with you? Because they're evil, you said. I never... <laughs> Rick's gone. What's the matter, Rick? Burning an you animal. You can't burn an animal. What the fuck's wrong with you? I'm a vegetarian. I love animals too. I just... Um... What about I just think some animals are cunts. Wasps, for example. Yeah, but that's what they got to do, isn't they? They got, they got to do it. But it was it was tense, and no, I'm not over it. Basically, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> James C. Harrison, ninety-seven on Twitter, says, "Now, now you've seen us with and without our best players due to injury. Who is our most important player this season, Dembele? These are these are quick questions. By um, way. yeah, well, I'd probably say Toby. Oh, that's a good shout. I'm gonna go with Harry. Okay, Lamella." Okay. It'd be boring hearing you explain that again because we know how much you love him. And it's, I, I do love it, Lamella. Well, the, the, the fact that you're all desperate to argue with me is is, is result enough for that answer. Good. I can see you all nice, twitching nice slightly. Bit of trolling. If, <laughs> there is if this was a WhatsApp group, T would be typing right yeah. now. <laughs> it would say T is typing at the top. When we're on the WhatsApp group and I see Polonius is typing about. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> What's going to happen now? <laughs> What's the next question? Uh, next question, sorry, yeah, is uh, Dan Murphy says, Do you think it's right that Harry Kane has been picked for the England squad? Right in what respect? I mean, it's right that he, a player of his quality will get picked for an England squad, that's fine. This, this squad, though. Yeah, um, wh- what do you think? I mean, uh, if he's if he's fit, if he plays, England are going to pick him, it's always the way. Yeah, I'd rather they not have picked him. Yeah, I mean, wouldn't 90, well, minutes, 90 right. minutes under his belt do well for his fitness? I don't know whether it would. Or is personally. the risk that you get injured exactly. more, is greater? I don't, I don't, I know, um, I know Wendy said that he'd, he'd, he'd like to see him have a game and I, and I understand I understand that logic but just with Spurs yeah, if, uh, like, yeah like, my feelings of England are a bit a bit different to most I accept that but if it was up to me I'd have them all pull out it's a waste of everyone's time in my opinion well we are playing Scotland on Armistice Day so um, I know you're going to say you don't care but that's quite a big game so yeah. might be I understand why, why some people think it's a big game yeah I, I get that just not for me personally uh, I don't know how I feel about that uh, I, 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 at all, really. When it's club over country kind of thing, isn't it? You, I think everyone is. Yeah, and you can understand it's, that because football is is about emotion, and and it, the England team of old and the attitude towards football has changed so greatly, and that's a sad thing to a certain thing because it would be great to be excited about England and great to look forward to every game, and I I do look forward to the major tournaments. But I feel a bit like a fraud saying that because I don't care about the qualifying games because we always qualify. A, a lot of people yeah. are. A lot of people are not um, club over country. Um, I've met quite a few people that that are just fully fo- not fully focused on the country, but um, fully accepting of it. But um, until I day voted, it's, 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 it's the same. It's the same people though that um, would want 
Chelsea to win because they're an English club in Europe, so they could all get in the sea. Mm. All of them. Mm. I don't think it is necessary club over country because all I don't. Them, Alex. Because even with Tottenham, if no Tottenham players are in it, I'm still not interested. Well, when, when England when England had five Tottenham players and Andrews Townsend played and scored, I, I was interested. Then I, I, I kind of I celebrated wildly when when I do it. I, I do it because it annoys people when when I was on Facebook rather than any other social media. But it annoys people when you when you talk about it. But like I said, I, as Tisa, I can understand why people were going to be up for England Scotland absolutely, but. Uh, not not for me personally. No. All right. Um, just so quick round the table. Is it, are you happy that he's been selected? No. No. Um, I would say yes to get like thirty minutes under his belt. I'd, I'd say no just in case he picks up an injury. But you can't argue with the fact they have selected. No. Him. Yeah. Um, well, the other day Ricky took his daughter to her first game. I did, and it oh, made me think. Oh, sorry, how, sorry, that is a really good. How, how was that? Because yeah, as a father. Even like I'll, I'll never have kids. Yeah. I'll, I'll just know I won't. What? I'm a jaffa. <laughs> Can't have flung out loads of birds, no babies. I know that I'm a jaffa. You might have to explain jaffa for maybe some of the American. I just can't have babies. My balls, seedless. My, my balls don't. Work. There's no medical explanation. It's just a lot of, <laughs> your balls a don't lot of want it. flying around. Some of it in and nothing. <laughs> All right. Unless I don't. Sorry, we're cheapening it. Let's go back to Ricky's. Wait, unless, on, uh, unless, let's, let's talk about my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> go from the spunked. Oh, let, let him say his one line, go. Unless I don't know, and there are babies out there, but I don't want to know if, okay. if there are, right? Rick. Just for the records, I've never, I've never spunked up a bird that I don't love. Spunked <laughs> up a bird. <laughs> we're looking for sponsors of Fine Cop. Poor Rick. Um. Yeah, it was... Sorry to be coy. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, tell us about your daughter. Uh, it, it, was, um, it was brilliant. My, my old man took me to my first game when I was five and I had an absolutely horrendous experience. Oh, yeah, because you, you got to the first Arsenal. Yeah, he took me to Tottenham <laughs> Arsenal. Uh, we lost 4-0. It was in something like the Mitre Cup. It was a tournament at Wembley. Yeah. Tottenham Arsenal, AC Milan, Bayern Munich. Um, and all I remember is my dad cupping his hands over my ears because it was so loud mm. and also I remember seeing this cage separating the fans and Spurs fans climbing the cage and fighting with Arsenal fans yep. um, so I was conscious of that it wasn't about uh, us winning or anything like that it was about her experience and that her experience was a positive one and that she wasn't tired and wasn't bored or anything mm. like that um, and she was fucking good as gold the whole way through and Watch it wasn't it. until like the 81st minute and she said how long have we got to go and I said nine minutes and she was like brilliant and so <laughs> yeah. it was like like it, it could have been fucking horrible yeah, like, was you a five bit, minutes was you a little bit worried that it might be oh yeah uh, massively I, I fully expected us to, to leave on like 35 minutes or what, something what, like that what made you think that now was the right time because Tottenham will no longer be and when I, I'm not going to be I am obviously being presumptuous but when she grows up and she's Tottenham as part of her tradition and history and part of it is that I've supported Tottenham throughout my life and I was taken to the old White Hart Lane Stadium mm. and I got to see Tottenham play there Aww. so uh, and for, for that for me and she completely you know she all the time she just talks about it Does when, when are we going next and she was singing the songs trying, yeah. I didn't even ask her to and when Leicester fans went, went down she was booing with everyone else like just time throw a couple of obligatory wanker signs yeah yeah all of that <laughs> all of that so yeah and it was just a, an absolutely amazing 
experience for me. Basically. Do you know what I saw? Because I saw you guys before the game when I popped back in and saw you guys um, queuing up just to, to get her a drink, and she was so there was like an innocent excitement about it. It was it was that we've all had. It was and yeah, and it was genuine. And I, it, it, as soon as I saw her and spoke to her and said, you know, you're going to sing, and she was like, yeah, I'm going to try and sing. Yeah. And she uh, and it, it flashed back to, to to my first game of just how excited I was. Um, about it. And, it and it was really really nice and, and like I said I'm weird hopefully you know, and you're right when you talk about the stadium and the fact that you might not get these chances again for her to, to be in there you know we're um, uh, you know we'll, we'll touch with every, every, everything being well you know my, my daughter will be born before before that chance comes yeah. and uh, I'll even try to even take the before anything's knocked down just to just to go and stand outside and tell her when she gets older you did that exactly she's yeah. like I don't give a fuck I hate football <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah that's yeah, the worst yeah. isn't it yeah. kid, mate. listen to blow the belt podcast for fuck's sake <laughs> I, I just remember as a kid when uh, like for me when I, when I walked up the stairs uh, and I was with my dad and uh, you can't see anything just like white and yellow from the, the uh, paint and then like you just see the stadium unfold in front of you and like, even though it's 36,000, I was like, this is fucking massive. Look how many people are there. Mm. And I said to my daughter, I was like, this is going to be the best bit. She walked up the stairs and just seeing her face mm. with her, like, you know, door open as to say, there's a lot of people here. And she turns around to me and goes, I can smell the grass. Oh, <laughs> and I was just like... Bless her. Bless her, man. Well, but it's pretty, that, is what, that is what football is about. For, forget results, forget... Success or whatever it's about being able to share something with your friends with your family with something that actually means something to you yeah. regardless of what that is whether that's going out and seeing Halifax Town or, or, or Tottenham or Barcelona if that's something means something to you when you walk up those steps and see that pitch for the first time or, or feel something that you've not felt at that level before that's what football as a social Entity is is all about, surely. Someone's had a drink. <laughs> <laughs> I have had a drink. It's you, true. You're yeah, absolutely spot on, though. Absolutely, it's exactly how I feel. Um, one thing I will say that um, is that it, it was an amazing experience and something that you know I, I'll never forget. Um, going to Tottenham is my thing, and I go there with my mates and get pissed up, so she's never coming again. For a second there, I thought you were going to get emotional, but you didn't. No, you went, no, no. So, yeah. I, I go to get away from the family and get belted. <laughs> <laughs> right, T, sorry, this is like your question. Yeah, so um, is supporting Spurs, when you support Spurs, is it an easy sell or is it an easier sell now? Because you guys were raised in the 90s, and obviously it would have been a lot more difficult then. What, to selling it to us or well, selling to it to our, the to next, the next generation. generation I, I look it, 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 the, the, in, in term, pragmatically yeah it is easier now because we're great I mean in comparison to where we were when I started well we were kind of great in the late 80s but I was just yeah. too young to appreciate and the 90s was horrendous but, by and large but but when you're a kid and your 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 dad mainly around around boy things for me my dad was like God, he was my right. Like, he, he was the best person alive. As it turns out, he's a bit of a racist. But, <laughs> but, 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 but then I didn't realise he really is not. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Yeah, there's something. Anyway, it doesn't matter. And he uh, <laughs> he reads the Daily Mail. He uh, he uh, yeah, but he, he took me to Spurs, and that was the connection I had with him. And it wouldn't have mattered if we were f- in, in in League Two. It was it was the best going to Spurs with my dad it was the like she'll remember that she'll remember that you took him and it was uh, you took her and, and, and it was it, 
like being in the pub beforehand being like six years old having a little swig of uh, like a beer because one of my dad's mates gave it to you it's like and you're not aware that these social groups exist and these social groups are so tight when you go to football and you can see it physically when you go in the Bellinaire pub for example in the car park there's little tight circles of people everywhere and these little social groups are connected through football and what you're doing by bringing your kid is indoctrinating them into something that's really really special and the feelings they're going to get by supporting Spurs if they, they truly become involved are like nothing else on earth yeah. literally nothing else on earth I've said it before the feeling of scoring against Arsenal or scoring a last minute goal cannot be replicated by anything else not drugs not women not not anything else mm. on earth that feeling is indescribable it's, it's, uh, it's an incredible thing and it doesn't matter like I say it doesn't matter how good you are or, or, or how, how well the team performs and, and it's joy it's such a massive point and I'm so jealous of the fact that you've You've had a father that's been able to do that for you at the start, and 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 you've been able to take uh, your little girl to um, today's occasions because, you know, in Bristol, my, my dad was was a was a decent semi-pro player and and um, was involved with Bristol Rovers and stuff like that. But he'd kind of fallen out of love with the game by the time that that I'd come along and was that age. So when my um, when the rest of my family kind of indoctrinated me into Tottenham, my my first game was '95, I think. And then by the time I was moving into London, we we were already kind of half decent. So I kind of bypassed all all those years. But it's still, you know, that first game of Tottenham Wimbledon nil nil. Still walking up those steps and seeing those lights and seeing that pitch, it makes it makes a huge amount of difference. And and Flo's right that you know my indoctrination into being having a group, I suppose, and being able to go to games with someone is from meeting for well, you guys essentially. But it, it, people that have been able to be in Gracie from Tottenham from such a young age should be feels very very lucky because it's it's a it's a big deal. Mm. I think um, since Pochettino's come in, it's a lot more of, it, of an easier sell. And um, we spoke about AVP earlier on, mm. and um, mm. a lot of the love AVP got was because he wasn't a Redknapp. Mm. I, I strongly believe that. Yeah. Because um, anyone is better than Redknapp, and the fact he came along and he said the right things when he. In hindsight, yeah. It's definitely true, yeah. But, um, but no, Spurs are much easier to sell now because, you know, we're, we're a much better side, and, you know, I can't wait to take my boy at Spurs, but it's a shame I can't be in the old stadium. Yeah. That's the only thing I kind of regret. But you kind of, you've done it with your, your, your stepkid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, yeah. And he, and he loves it now. Yeah. I think. Um, Two very quickly, very quickly on AVB, right? I know we're not talking. It won't be quickly. But very, very. No, no, will be very, very. Words a minute, yeah. Very quickly. Um, He. uh, The reason why I'll always love AVB is he gave us a little bit of unity, but it's something I hadn't felt for a long, long time. That's that's all I want to say about AVB. I don't get that. The The whole "we is us" thing. It just for me, it it just it it resonated with me. I'm not saying that that's a genuine reason, but it was a genuine reason for me. That's not what I'm saying. I don't understand. I don't. I get that people that liked him felt unified, but there are tons of people that hated him. Especially, which I get, understandably. I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm just saying for me. Fair enough. But um, yeah, now that's it. Forget it. Move on. Look what you've done. You've, you've put him off now. He had two things, and he was. I know. I, I, I overreached I, myself with two things. I, I didn't really know what the second one was. <laughs> I love Alex when he's had a drink. This is the best, the best podcast he's done. I think. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not even joking. I swear to God. I'm that's not, nice. Look, I'm, that's I'm, nice. Since I've never drunk on the pub before. Have you never? No. What? No, because I've always, always drives. Yeah. Start drinking. I'm Drink drive if you have to. Mm. <laughs> all right, it's all about the podcast. All right. Yep. Podcast first. And if you if you get banged up, we'll find another Alex. 
Well, the couple of people broke out of prison today. He can, can break out. <laughs> got no faith in you. That's terrifying. The Pentafield just around the corner from me. Yeah. Good. Uh, okay, we've got. A, uh, did we answer that? Yeah. Well, kind of. It's a good yeah, uh, yeah. nice little segment. Um, what, what made you? What, what, what made you think of that? I don't know. It was about five o'clock yesterday, and I just kind of thought about. Because a lot of people I go with, their parents were Spurs and they brought them to Spurs as kids. And, you know, my mum and dad went into football. Mm. There's no Spurs fans in my entire family, so I just picked them. Really? Just... So, but how did, how did it, what was it, Chris Oddle, you said? Um, it was Glenn Oddle. Glenn Oddle. And the name was cool. Glenn I mean, the, the decisions you make as, as an eight or nine-year-old, you forget about them in a year, but you mm. pick a team and you stick with them. And it can be arbitrary reasons, like, I don't know, you just saw them win something or... That's, just, that's such a good point. Mine was, my uncle gave me a pastel like painting of Nick Barnby Darren Anderson Gary Mabbott and David Howes kind of merged into like some like soft mural. focus mural yeah he gave me that and a Holston <laughs> shirt and that was it done what, what was uh, what's the first player you had on your wall as a poster did Chris you, Armstrong mine was Chris Armstrong was it really yeah I can't remember yeah mine was Chris Armstrong I wasn't really that kind of or poster kid no what no. not at all alright Chris really? Armstrong Stone Cold Steve Austin Sable I had I had I had Chris Armstrong I had Posh Spice and I fancied a lot I still fancy her a bit I, I do yeah. yeah Posh Spice and uh, Darren Anderton another soft focus one there was a little picture in Hotspur Hotspur magazine you used to get from WH Smith the centre post was him lying on his back you know like that Brent pose that he does where he says with all my love David Brent like that type of thing with his hand on his knee like that that, in soft focus no shin pads on the sexy little bitch I think I had a very this is when she just played in, 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 in Boomerang. Yeah, there was a good scene in Monsters Ball where she had sex with on the couch. Uh, yeah, with um, Bob, Lady Bob Thornton. Yeah, yeah which is a shame it's intense, him, it? but uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a good. One. Swordfish is better when she just puts down the book. Out, yeah, yeah. yeah. she got paid a million to get her boobs out. That really, yeah, fair play. If you well, it, they're worth like, If someone said, worth if someone said, pounds. I'll give you a million pounds to get your dick out. No problem. <laughs> yes, yeah. Anywhere on film. Seven anywhere. quid right now. I'll give you seven <laughs> quid now to get your dick out. I'd have to do a bit of pruning. Yeah, do whatever you got to do. Not, not amongst friends. No one cares about no, that. No, if someone offered you a million pounds to get your dick out and it's going to go viral through the internet everywhere, basically it was going to be retweeted fifty thousand times. Yeah, and you, you're basically and you can't dick it. What straight away? You haven't got any time to just no, no, nothing at all. You just right now a million pounds, get it out. It's going mm, on the I internet. I can see where this is going. And and you go, Ooh, looks like a little elephant or something. Like do you that. know what I would <laughs> because because I'm I'm I just, where's she going? So I, not when you're a millionaire, she ain't going anywhere. What was that, Lee? So we'd all do it, yeah? Yeah. Uh, I, I would definitely do it for that hundred dollar I lost earlier. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay, so I'll give you hundred dollars right now. <laughs> uh, I think we'll stop there. Um, yeah. That has been the Fighting Cop podcast. I enjoyed that. Enjoyed it. I, I t- when when there's been a good performance, it feels like it's ages since we've had a, a good performance to talk about. And though we didn't win. I love the fact that Arsenal were much more aggrieved than, than we are because really, they they were so cocky going into that to that game. I had to do this feature with Robbie from Arsenal Fan TV. Or, or, or for the record, is that when not talking about Arsenal is, is a decent human oh, yeah. being, right? But when he's talking about Arsenal, it's unbearable. Um, but they were all so confident. There was a few around us, and, and when we were talking, they were fu- they were like they were going to stroll in the park, and I kind of knew that. You know, there's times when when we've been confident. In, in yeah, previous yeah. like Bale Modric Van der Vaart times and it didn't it can't, there's this weird sort of balancing act that happens in football sometimes certainly in the North London derby where you think you're not going to turn up and then you do and all you've got to do is watch the videos and stuff you know that Rob is involved with Masters and you, and you see 
Oh, the, as the, I said earlier about people saying, "Oh, who turns up for us and all that stuff," you you can just see. It's oh, they're just, broken. They're broken. Like like I said, go back and read. Like, just type in the broken children of Woolwich by Spooky, and mm. it's it just perfectly encapsulates why Arsenal fans can never win. Exactly. Go on, Spooky. Robbie actually said something quite nice about Spurs. I think when that Wagwan blood bloke was speaking, mm. he said, "You know, Spurs are actually a pretty good side." He said that in a lot of interviews. Yeah. To be fair, he, he had to kind of be so, yeah, voice. He's, he is pretty. He's pretty grounded. The guy, and he's um, he gets a lot of stick. And I, I, I wouldn't do what he's done, obviously. And I do think Arsenal fan TV sometimes puts people. He uh, kind of represent. People look at it and think that's all Arsenal fans, so you can understand why some Arsenal fans get wound up. But it's kind of they deserve it for supporting Arsenal. Exactly. Um, so uh, yeah, fuck it and uh, fuck Arsenal fans and fuck your bikes. Yeah. <laughs> fuck your bikes. Fuck your bikes. See you later. Bye. Network. Sports Social Podcast 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 Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. 
In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.